Welcome to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, where small business entrepreneurs come to discover the strategies, systems, and tools to kick their marketing into high gear. If you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get ready to roll. All right, welcome everybody. This is Eli Delaney with the Driving Marketing Podcast and your marketing university. And what we do is we do this show to bring in cool, fun people that I meet throughout the world to share with you tips, tricks, resources, and things you can do to help market yourself online, offline, and everything in between without the overwhelm, the frustration, the scariness, and all that kind of crazy stuff. Because as I always say, it amazes me how many people think that marketing has to be complicated, scary, expensive, all that kind of stuff. I've even heard black magic and voodoo before. And I'm here to help get rid of that myth by bringing in some of the people that I know that are doing amazing things throughout the world. And today's guest is a friend of mine, Darren Gross. He and I actually met through in the Infusionsoft user group. We've gotten to know each other pretty well from that um, here in the Portland area. And Darren is a real estate investor, has over 25 years of experience in property management, multifamily, single family rentals, and commercial insurance industry related stuff. And he's been doing some really cool stuff with LinkedIn. And so that's why I wanted to bring him in here. So Darren, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, you bet. Glad to be here. Cool. So give us kind of a little bit more background. I kind of did a little bit on your bio, but of course you can always do it better than I can. So tell us a little bit, how'd you get started on all this stuff? Yeah, sure. So uh, go all the way back, 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 back. We'll uh, bring it a little bit more forward. But so I'm a, uh, an insurance uh, producer by day. Um, I've been at... Uh, local uh, brokerage here for the last 20 plus years and um, uh, found a, a niche that I really like working with is uh, landlords and property owners and and um, that's part of that is I also have some uh, real estate I invest in and I just always like the concept of other people's money and um, one of the one of the things that's always been kind of a challenge in in uh, insurance has been the lack of uh, an understanding of how to market most uh, agents kind of they they know how to prospect. We can ask you uh, when's your insurance come up, and then uh, uh, from there, uh, you know, jot that down, and then try and get in front of you uh, uh, right prior to that. And so, anyway, there, there was no real any kind of a marketing uh, presence, you know, kind of a, a platform, and. Um, I don't know how long ago LinkedIn's been around. I want to say it was like 03 or 06 that it kind of came on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember but, when it uh, first came out. Yeah, and I, I think the, I think that's right. I think it first came out around 03-ish, and then it was not until like 06 or 07 that it actually uh, became something that you might see uh, or get an invite to. And, and uh, I have forever... Uh, kind of adopted, maybe it's more just the insurance background or just whatever, but I was always kind of at arm's length or was not interested in participating in social media. To me, email was the greatest thing ever. And that was just uh, just in front of the telephone. And, uh, you know, texting, faxing, or excuse me, texting or, or anything, uh, you know, high speed uh, was, was not anything I was interested in. And um, anyway, but I, I did create a profile after... Uh, I got a number of invites from uh, people that I'd known to to join LinkedIn, but didn't really do much with it. Um, 
I remember there was a a uh, a meeting I went to where the presenter was all about LinkedIn and uh you know talked about the importance of having a of a a well a well filled out profile and and how to make that work for you and uh I took a little bit of the notes there but but always felt very uh uncomfortable inviting people to connect or or even understanding what what to do with it i remember mm-hmm. uh, i ran into a a a friend that i'd known for years and we'd connected and he goes what do you do with it (laughs) you know the funny thing is i think so many of us have had that problem and and i know i did for years where it was like okay i've I've got my profile i see that it's kind of starting to pick up some steam but i'm not really sure how to do anything here and you know when it comes to social media especially when i finally got to the point where i was even teaching social media i was even teaching linkedin but it still felt kind of like the ignored wicked stepchild right and i think you know the even the social media has gone through a couple of iterations um i forget the one before facebook but there there have been a few you know, iterations, and now there's some additional ones that have popped on. I mean, like MySpace, possibly. My, MySpace was MySpace. super. Yeah, it was so popular, and now, funny thing, if people are like, "Oh well, MySpace doesn't even exist anymore." Well, actually, it does. It's actually there. The mass majority don't use it, but like musicians tend to use it a lot, and it's really hot in that niche. And I think that's great because for them, they've niched down to where their audience is, which makes a lot of sense. Right. And, and, you know, the whole thing, I, I mean, I'd, I'd heard about, um, you know, I remember the first time I heard about uh, Facebook, um, I was at a customer's office, and he was telling me about how he's getting divorced. And I was like, what? And he says, yeah, his, his wife had met some, somebody she liked better on Facebook, and he came home, and there was a moving truck in the driveway, and I was going like, I'm not really interested in, uh, you know, getting in that pool there. So. <laughs> But um, but anyway, th- those were kind of my my entries or just the the limited information that I had about you know social media and um, what I you know I I did over time kind of peck away at it. I mean I think I had as many as you know I remember being excited. I got up to a hundred contacts you know in, in my my LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. And um, but along the way, I started to notice. Um, you know, some of the people were actually the, these groups and things. I mean, I I, I kind of looked at and learned, and over time recognized that there were groups. And and I think uh, even uh, one of my um, fraternity brothers created one just for the fraternity that I was in in college, and uh, connected on that. And and it was the the one way that I stayed in touch with some of those guys uh, because I hadn't yet jumped into the Facebook. Right. But um, for anyway, so for for several years, I was very reluctant and uh, did not uh, utilize any of the power of uh, social media. Okay, so so you started noticing you know groups in there, and I think that for me, when it comes to LinkedIn, groups is one of the two most powerful things my my two favorite number one are groups and the other one are getting recommendations not the endorsements not where you just click a little button that says i endorse somebody for marketing but the actual recommendations from people those those two things are like my favorite but you've done some really cool stuff with groups so that's what i wanted to have you on the show for and and share some of your story of how that's happened sure so along the way again i'm i'm an insurance um 
I, I uh, came across a, a fellow out of um, Ohio that was uh, using LinkedIn to uh, command an audience of, of, of a marketplace. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I have understood all through selling insurance is that the last thing anybody wants to talk about is insurance. And, uh, but everybody buys it and everybody needs it. Uh, it's kind of the necessary evil, just like gas in your car. Uh, there is a, a fundamental requirement either, you know, from a lender's perspective or a liability perspective. And um, so anyway, the, the, the thing that I, I started seeing was that his, his conversation was not all about the policy. It wasn't all about, you know, the insurance, but it was getting the members of the group to participate. And in doing so, I mean, I, I even started to, you know, like some comments or post some comments and, and you know, trying to follow the, the suggestions that LinkedIn has as to how to uh, elevate your, your uh, I guess, your presence so that uh, others know of you. And so I, you know, I was aware of that, and I was continuing to try and, and like and comment and like and comment and join groups and stuff. And uh, anyway, I, I think uh, over time what I found, you know, like I would uh, comment on somebody's uh, posting, and then I would, uh, you know, invite them to connect and, you know, do that. And I was spending, you know, probably a half hour a day kind of thing. Maybe maybe a couple times a day, I'd spend a half an hour a day just trying to find things and, and create some sort of a presence. Mm-hmm. And um, so, it, again, over time, and it was not any kind of lightning in a bottle kind of deal, uh, I did uh, get to a point where I, you know, I breached that magic 500 uh, contacts uh, thing. And, you know, on LinkedIn, once you get to 500, they, they quit counting. They just put a 500 plus. Right. So you've essentially, you've, you've crossed the goal line. You're no longer <laughs> thought to be somebody of, of a, a lesser value, but you've, you've got uh, a number of contacts there. Right. And, and it's, uh, that's so awesome because I, I teach, you know, I'm teaching a social media class right now through WorkSource. Um, so basically it's the unemployment, unemployment office in the Portland area. And I'm, so I'm teaching how to use social media as a, as a tool to connect with the right people and finding a job. And we get to that point and it's like, okay, here's your goal. You got to hit 500 people after that. It doesn't matter, but that's when you start looking important. And they're like, right. that seems like a lot of people. I'm like, yeah, it's not as many as you think it is. Yeah. And it, and I think the, the risk you run too is you, I think you have to back up a step and kind of have some sort of a, a sense of what are you trying to accomplish. But at the same time, there's a there's kind of a hurdle to accomplishing what you're trying to, to accomplish. If you if you only have 13 contacts and you're trying to connect with the presidents or CEOs of various companies, there's probably a less uh, uh, likelihood that you're you're going to make that connection. Mm-hmm. So I think you, you do have to grow your your uh, contact base to to some sort of significance to have some success. Okay, cool. So you've been using so, so you've been using groups to to kind of start building those relationships, right? So again, the the uh, you back up and you kind of assess who are you trying to connect with. I mean, is it um, automobile dealers? Is it property owners? Is it um, realtors? You know, what what's your you know, customer avatar look like? What do they What do they do? Where do they uh, uh, 
spend their time? What what's what's something that that they're interested in as opposed to uh, just focusing in insurance groups? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, it's funny. There's there's plenty of these insurance groups, but all they are is about you know coverage and and challenges that insurance agents have. It's not exactly a sales opportunity. Right. Well, that makes sense. It's it's so funny because I get people who go to events. I mean, it's, it's the same thing in the live networking type type of situation. They go to events and get frustrated because they can't. They're not getting any business out of it, but they're in a room of all their peers, not their customers. Right. And I think you're kind of saying the same thing here. Is like looking at the groups, look at the groups of the people that you're trying to connect with, and how how can you contribute to those groups as opposed to, you know, you being an insurance, don't join the insurance groups because that's where your, your competition hangs out, not where your customer hangs out. Absolutely. And that's, that's a point that I recognized right on or early on, but I didn't understand, you know, the way out. Cause again, the, the marketing skills that I've learned in insurance have been about a zero mm-hmm. other than, you know, uh, you know how to dial and you know how to go knock on a door and, and um, you know, I feel like I've always done pretty well when I've met with somebody one-on-one, but but truly trying to gain a presence and have somebody even know of me before uh, I arrive was something uh, very unfamiliar with. Right. But um, so anyway, the the the, the process kind of the the beginning was again um, one have a profile that speaks to that audience uh, that you're. That you're looking for. So, if you are trying to, to sell, you know, widgets, make sure that your your profile says that you're you're in widgets, that you do widgets, and that you are the widget solution uh, person. Right. And then the again, knowing who you're trying to go after, then go look and find where are those people actively uh, participating. Are there groups that are currently active? Because there are several very active groups. Uh, I would say that the vast majority of the groups are are um, not so active, but there are some that are just absolutely mega groups. And uh, you know, if you can get a get some traction in in those, or try and find some people that are our opportunities for you to work with, that's a, a great way to start. Right now, how are you approaching those people? So you you come in, you find a group that seems to be pretty active. What are you doing to take that next step? Well, what I what I like to do is go into a group, and if I find something that someone's posted, and I have something to say about it, because I think the one thing I learned about social media is that it's one thing to post, but if nobody notices, nobody notices. Mm-hmm. And it's almost a uh, you're, you're being very complimentary if you can go in and and comment on on what somebody else is saying and adding to the conversation, and in a you know really. Um, you know, powerful discourse. There's not just you, but there's other people. Uh, there's a lot of like, you know, almost like popcorn kind of happening where it's just, you know, there's an idea expressed and then there's another comment and another comment and another comment and it keeps going back and forth where you get multiple um, comments going. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the thing that I'm, I'm also learning is how important it is to um, present something that, that's not just a closed yes-no or a statement, but more of a thought-provoking uh, idea to where you do get some of that engagement rather than just a, okay, uh, nice uh, kind of a uh, observation. 
Right. And I think that that's really, that's kind of an important thing to kind of think about is, and and this isn't just for LinkedIn, for, you know, Facebook or Twitter or anything, but when somebody posts something, commenting back with a great article, you know, isn't really helping a whole lot. It's some, I mean, it's something, it's better than nothing, but if you can actually say something related to it, you know, Hey, great point. I really loved this piece or Hey, here's my experience. Something like that, where you add real input. I think that's, what's going to make you stand out so, so much more. And a lot of times people think if they just comment, that's all it needs to be. So they come in and they do the, you know, great article or thanks for sharing. That's it. And they're still kind of missing the boat, aren't they? Yeah, no, I, I would, I would concur wholeheartedly in that, it's one thing to find a, an article that that you know speaks to the topic that you're interested in or that you think others might be, but I think the real weight of the matter is how much can you uh, comment on something and, and add to the conversation or create a conversation. And um, I think that's that's really what where the magic is is when you can you can engage an audience with original content uh, rather than just re reposting content Mm -hmm. right and it's it's cool because you know it's not just also just sharing something by itself it's you're creating more content by having a conversation with somebody um and that's i think is a really important thing i know for me personally it's pretty it's pretty amazing when um you know somebody will post something and I go in and I comment and say, hey, thanks for sharing it. I love this particular piece or, hey, I just had this this idea. As a matter of fact, somebody just posted earlier. Um, this was actually on a Google Plus comment, but it was the same basic thing. They said, you know, here's some experience that I'm having. I'm wondering what you guys think. And so I was able to go back and share and, and add, you know, a two paragraph thing of this is my experience with it. And that entire thread is exploding right now. No, that's exactly it. And also think about the connection that you've made with the person that you commented mm-hmm. to. I mean, I think that that's the other thing is that, that so as you go through this process, you know, you, you create your profile, you get in groups and get active, um, is not to limit your, your connection with the uh, keyboard, but to actually pick up the phone and, and call people or, or invite them to, you know, to uh, pick up the phone and call you. And actually spend that uh, 15, 20 minutes talking and trying to figure out how you can actually interact with people or, you know, um, work with each other. Um, I've had uh, some just amazing conversations. Uh, some have been right here in town, but many have been from, you know, points far away mm-hmm. uh, where, where they've either called me or I've picked up the phone. And we've, um, you know, sometimes it, it, it has the uh, uh, kind of the... The opportunity is there for future business, but sometimes it's just the the opportunity to meet somebody that has the opportunity to then refer me on to somebody else, or you know, vice versa. Right. Well, I think this is this is awesome. This is this is the point where it starts really becoming powerful, and people miss the boat on this so much because this is where the networking comes in. You're connecting with a real person and having a real conversation. As much as we think that online marketing is about hiding behind your computer and never talking to a real human being, the best part doesn't work that way. You still have to have a real conversation. And what you know, it's funny because the what you're telling me right now leads into I actually posted an article that I wrote and I shared it in a couple of different groups that I was part of. Somebody commented on that and then turned around and actually sent me a connection request 
saying, Hey, I read your article. Thanks so much. I really wanted to, to, you know, connect with you. So I replied back saying, thank you. I totally appreciate it. We should, we should chat sometime soon. And lo and behold, he says, yeah, sure. So we got on a Skype call because I'm doing stuff, you know, all over the globe. And lo and behold, this guy's in Australia. And I just had this conversation with him yesterday from LinkedIn doing exactly the same process you're talking about right now, which is so cool. Yeah, no, I think that the real magic, so once you do get some engagement, is actually to take it offline. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where the the connection's really made, and then, um, you know, you, you can discover if there are additional opportunities. But I think that the real beauty of the social media is to uh, be able to create some awareness, you know, that, that you exist in the first place as opposed to just the one at a time. And then if there is somebody that has interest or there's a you know possibility of a fit, then you take it offline and see how how um, you know how real it is. Awesome, very very cool. Now let's say um, now you've got actually some groups that you've set up before, haven't you? Right. No, actually. So so we the the progression is you know the get the profile going, uh, find who I'm looking for. Uh, like I said, I I was tracking a, a guy back in Ohio. Uh, that was uh, creating quite a uh, a group of which I was also a member of, and uh, it turned out over the, over time he actually uh, sold his insurance business and because he figured out you know how how powerful LinkedIn was and and is now just a full time marketing uh, guy and he's a mentor I'm working with him still uh, been working with him since I think it was started working with like in July or August. And uh, he's really been just a, a huge eye-opener for me to, to see how the, the power of uh, LinkedIn works and how to uh, leverage it and, and you know, make these connections. So everything I'm speaking is, as much as I'd like to say it's an original idea, it's not. It's something that I've learned uh, from somebody who's been there. And for me, that was really kind of the, that's what I was looking for, somebody that knew how to do it as opposed to, uh, had read the book but hadn't actually done it. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name's Kent Littlejohn. He, um, uh, he's he got a, a company. I, I was working with him through PowerSold. He's got a couple of different iterations uh, that he's doing. But but he's working with uh, companies to create create groups. I mean, if you've got a an audience that you're looking for and you're trying to, um, you know, create an audience, uh, he's a, a tremendous to do that and uh, he's also got another uh, company that uh, he and uh, partner with uh, uh, Matt Barkas and uh, they've got a company called Linked Genius and uh, linkgenius.com and uh, Matt's been working with me on on uh, you know creating a profile again that's more of a magnetic profile than Darren's an insurance agent in Portland Oregon mm-hmm. kind of thing Right. And, um, well, and let me stop you for just one second here because I want everybody listening to really pay attention to what you just did. You didn't invent this, but guess what? Most no. of us don't. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, and that's where a lot of times people tend to think, well, I got to have something new and exciting. Well, guess what? It doesn't have to necessarily be your brand new idea. I'm a very big advocate of finding people who've already done what you want to do and follow them. That's, that's the definition of a mentor, you know? And so you've got these, these guys you're working with that you've got Kent and Matt that are becoming your mentors and helping you with this. And I think that 
The great thing about that, and people tend to shortcome this thought process, is that um, you know you can hear all these great ideas, but if you know somebody who's actually got the steps, go out there, follow the steps, and you may wander across across something else that makes it even more effective, makes it even better, which is great, or you may not, but as long as it works, it works, and that's the most important part. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. It's, you know, it's um, a lesson I learned uh, a couple of years back just about marketing. I actually was, I've hired for many years now uh, an actual appointment setter. And uh, it's always felt like it's extremely expensive, uh, and it is, but it's always more than paid for itself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the challenge a lot of, well, a lot of us have is that, you know, you, you feel like you're paying for something and you don't see the immediate return. And so the resistance is, no, I'll just do it myself. And you continue to get the same results that you've been getting or just very slow trickle results. Right. And, um, you know, if you really want to master something or or create something, I think it's really important to find somebody that knows what they're doing. Right. Definitely. So, t- so tell me about more about how you've managed to. You started this group up, and they're helping you with it. Tell me, tell me what's going on. How has this expanded everything for you? Well, we launched the group. I think it was in October. I have to go back and look for sure, but I think it was in October. Um, and by by launching, we uh, essentially started by sending out invites uh, to uh, you know those I was connected with. And uh, continue to find, uh, you know, people to connect with. And um, I think I was just going to look. I think the one group we've got it. Uh, we're closing in on about 3,000 connections uh, or members in the group here. And um, you know, it, it's it, what's really neat is again, one to have that many people that I can I can uh, speak to that are interested in the topic I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also to, it's not solely dependent on me for the discussion. Uh, there's a number of people in there that are active and, and others that, uh, uh, are, you know, active on occasion, but they bring something relevant, something meaningful, meaningful that people are interested in. And that's kind of that attraction is you have to, I mean, after all, all about online marketing is about content. If there's no content, nobody's watching, right? Right. So... The more people there are to create the the buzz or the interest or the content, the more opportunities there are to keep it fresh and and uh, exciting. Very cool. So, how are you approaching people to to join the group? Uh, send in an invite from the group. Okay. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you you're familiar. You've got a group or two, don't you? I think mm-hmm. You'd said that. Yeah, I've got a couple the, uh, of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just within there, in in the controls, they're sending the the invites out from the the um, uh, from from within the group, inviting them to join your group, and uh, you know doing that with with some sort of a uh, an emphasis to where you're not getting a, a trickle effect where there's one one member and then there's two members, but more of you know you're hitting it with a pal to where you're getting um, you know some some significance right away as opposed to you know at the end of the week you've got seven people in the group. Right. But uh, no, that, that's that's uh, I, I have to take my hat off to Kent and and his ability and, and know how to how to make that um, to initiate that and make that work. But but that's really been it is is the 
you know, make sure you got your 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 profile and who you're going after, and then uh, uh, launch the group and and within that even have something that that is an attraction. You know, you get into uh, magnets and that uh, kind of our infusion soft talk uh, is having some sort of a magnet that that attracts them to to join the group uh, as opposed to just join the group kind of thing. Okay, so you're creating a, a lead magnet or basically your freebie of some sort as an extra bonus kind of thing for being part of the group? Is that how you're doing um, it? Once they're in the group, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll offer some some uh, some things to, to um, uh, for them to uh, download or, you know, typically download Okay. So, so, and that's a great way. I've seen that with a couple of other groups where the group in itself has its own community and people sharing and commenting and all that kind of fun stuff. But then the, the person in charge says, Hey, by the way, I've got this free ebook that I'm giving away. You should check it out. And then that brings people in to sign up for their list. Or maybe I'm doing a webinar next month and here's, here's the sign up page for it. And so you're taking those people into the group, which is a much more, neutral environment per se because it's not about you and your company and your products it's about your industry of how, of how that industry your niche help letting them get have a place to come together but then you're utilizing that as a way that you can then take them to your own playground as well right and okay. it, yeah i think the, uh, the the key in all this what i've learned is it can't be uh all about you know your product has got to be valuable information to them. Um, you know you, you're what you're trying to do is I think all, all of us are trying to gain trust, build trust, mm -hmm. build trust, build trust. Right, and I and I totally get that because you know I was just I was actually being interviewed on a podcast just like two days ago I think, and and it's happened it's come up a couple of times just in the last couple of weeks. One of them was actually with groups specifically, um, where I said you know you need to if you're trying to get your stuff out there you need to find where your customers are, what groups are they in whether that be LinkedIn or Facebook or Google Plus for that matter because Google Plus is a great platform for that as well. And hang out there, answer questions, help them. And somebody was like, well, doesn't that make you look spammy? I'm like, it's only spammy if you start spamming them. But don't spam them. Get in there and just offer advice. Help them out. When somebody has a question, answer the question. You know, and then you, the people get to know who you are. And when it comes to your products and services, they'll reach out and ask about it. They'll find, they'll say, hey, what else, you know, tell me more what you got going on. How can you help me? And that's when it opens up to have that sales conversation. But the great thing is you're not pitching. You're just helping answer some questions for him, which makes it, it turns the sales process upside down and makes it so much easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's exactly the, the, um, I think the, the ultimate level in this is you're, you're not selling. People are buying mm -hmm. at the point they're ready to buy. What you're doing in the meantime is establishing yourself as an authority that that they're able to um, engage, or uh, you're building the trust that you you know you aren't just constantly trying to uh, see if they're ready to buy now. Are you ready? Are you ready to buy now? Are you ready to buy now? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, sadly, the historical uh, insurance sales market was essentially that you would engage somebody prior. You know, X number of days prior to them uh, needing your service, uh, stay engaged until you, 
either made the sale or presented the offer. And then after that, it would be kind of they'd call you if they need you kind of thing until the, the end of the year, and and then you'd start it over again. And um, so I'm learning a lot. I, I would be wrong to say that I've mastered this, but I'm learning a lot and uh, really enjoying it. Awesome. Well, and, I, and I'm going to say that, you know, just as for everybody listening, there's no such thing as completely mastering it start to finish. If things are going to evolve, you're always going to learn more, and you should be. You know, the moment that you stop learning, is the stop the time that somebody else comes in and will overtake you very very easily and i'm a huge advocate for always looking to figure out okay how can i just increase this and make it one percent better and when you do that it always keeps you on your toes which is a great place to be and you know everything that you've talked about today is is very simple stuff to do which is great because that's the whole point of the show is none of this is complicated none of this is expensive hard things to you know hard stuff it's a matter of building relationships and give people a platform that they can collaborate and talk to each other and then just build you know build the connections with them and the rest of the actual business will come from that process no, exactly. Is uh, and I, I think the the last thing I would just say is recognizing it's a process. I mean, in the the whole learning thing you talked about. Um, since I've started down this path, I've become aware of some some really dominant uh, people in the online marketing worlds, and and their story literally is that it's been a process. It's not just they decided one day I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. and the next day they were successful. No, it, it's it's a process, but the power of the the results are more than worth the um, you know the time you have to put in, and um, you know like I said, I'm I'm learning all the time, and and it's just it's so refreshing to have something that you look forward to, and and just the opportunity to to find new opportunities. Right, awesome, I love it, and it's it's so great because you you're not a marketer per se you're not one of the marketing gurus that's out there which is it's always nice to have somebody who is in there in a, in a specific niche and sharing how you're doing this stuff as opposed to selling how you're doing this stuff i mean it, it makes so much more sense and, and people i think are going to resonate so much better with this process because it's not hard it's not complicated it's actually you know it's just hey it's just like take it one step at a time and you know, you laid out a very, very simple five-step process, you know, and let me go ahead and repeat that. For anybody who's not taking notes, I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version right now. You know, step number one, create your profile that speaks to your audience. When I go to your LinkedIn profile, is it going to resonate with me? Am I going to go, oh, yeah, you know, um, Darren is the the best person for the job. I can tell by just reading his profile. I mean, that's that's it. You know, step number two are where are the people? Where is your audience and are there groups that are already active that you can be part of and you can contribute to and then step three find something that's been posted and comment on it add to the conversation and that's the most important thing don't come in there being spammy and pitchy go in there and just add value somebody has a question you know answer it if somebody has an article that was a great article comment on it and don't just say hey great article put some put a little bit of meat into it and then number four create a real conversation beyond that. Number five is have a real offline conversation. 
That And that, I think, is the key that so, so many people miss right there. Build that offline com- conversation. It doesn't mean, you know, if you're not in the local marketing area and you've got people all over the world, you can have a Skype call. You can use Google Hangouts or have a phone call, but take it away from just sending messages back and forth on LinkedIn and, pro- and Facebook. Is that pretty much kind of sum it up there? Yeah, absolutely. Well there. done. Awesome. Well, this has been awesome. I had a blast with this. I thank you so much for sharing this with us. So how can people connect with you and get to know more about what you've got going on? Sure. So uh, like we've been talking about LinkedIn, I'm clearly on LinkedIn. You can look for me under. And uh, my parents uh, made the decision to call me by my middle name. So (laughs) I always have to put the first initial middle name uh, trick there. But it's the letter J. Darren, D-A-R-R-I-N, gross. Uh, that's my uh, LinkedIn connection there. And if anybody is uh, interested in the um, uh, real estate group, you can certainly come and, and check us out. It's uh, Commercial Real Estate Pro Network. That's our uh, LinkedIn group. And then uh, on Facebook, uh, like I said, I've, I've uh, jumped into that uh, as well, and that's just, again, letter J, DarrenGross.com. Or excuse me, J. Darren Gross. Uh, forget the dot com there. Just J. got it on Facebook. Awesome. And I will, I'll get the links for these and put them out there as well. Um, so they'll be on the show notes for this episode. So everybody will be able to go the direct link over to your LinkedIn profile, your Facebook profile, and um, the best that I can get into your LinkedIn group as well. So people can check it all out. I guarantee we've got some commercial real estate guys that are listening in here. So they will probably be very excited about listening in and seeing what you got going on. Oh, great. Awesome. Well, Darren, thank you so much. Um, It's my pleasure to have you on the show. And as we kind of start wrapping up here, um, what is one thing that you would say, anybody listening, what would be the one action step that you would suggest that they take right off the bat? I think make sure your profile speaks to your audience. All right. I think uh, too often you find that the... uh, LinkedIn profile is void or or it doesn't have any zip to it or it certainly doesn't make anyone think that you uh, know what you're doing or or doesn't speak as well as it could of you right and uh, I think that's that's clearly the first place to start very cool love it awesome so with that um, Darren thank you so much for hanging out with me as much as a pleasure to have you so so much fun fun information and again it's not complicated stuff that's what I love about it. I love making this stuff so easy for people to just follow step one step two step three and so with that if there's anything that I can do to help support you reach out and let me know anytime you got it Awesome. Well, thank you again. And for everybody listening, thank you as well. We love having you on the show. A couple quick things. Number one, always love to hear the feedback. What are your thoughts, your ideas? What what was your big takeaway from this show? If you could go to iTunes, uh, do me a favor and put in a review on iTunes. That means the world to me. And it lets us know kind of how we're doing, how we can make things better. And the more you guys comment, the more you guys leave reviews, that actually ranks us up and gets this show in front of more people so get out there if you can spend one to two minutes doing that it literally means the world to us Um, so with that i appreciate it thank you so much get out there have an amazing rock star week and we'll see you on the next show hey there this is eli again and i got a question for you do you have a roadmap for marketing your business 
If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com and download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other side.